Geek Shock. You can be happy if you mind to. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car. But you can be happy if you mind Your fingers are made of dicks. Sticky dick They're sticky because you've been fucking a tree. A sticky, I, I sap thought that was just like tree. a really like one of Stanley's misses. I thought that was one of his misses <laughs> with your hands. Sticky, sticky dick fingers. Dick fingers yeah. <laughs> Readings, true believers. That's Here's the thought. story of sticky dick fingers. <laughs> I thought it was a bit much when you know the, the alter ego is dick sticky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dick sticky. <laughs> and, no one uh, knows who he really is. And his sidekick was. Uh, ten young women that he often had to insert his <laughs> fingers into to keep them sticky. <laughs> Wasn't this, uh, this about How could you even do that? <laughs> you couldn't physically do that. Well, your not hand would get no, so no, distended. No, no, no. no not all at once. You're, Wait, you're, could it happen all at once? You're no, no, assuming normal hands. You were yes, okay with the right. dick fingers, but now that <laughs> they can all be inserted into ten Plastic women at man. once. <laughs> it's not, they're not beer cans, man. Could do it. <laughs> This is not getting better. <laughs> Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 239. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Captain Luddite. Hollywood fact check, Andy. Oh, yes, you are. Hollywood. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Here's gone fucking Hollywood. We're here to talk Week and Geek, but first I want to talk about what you just you said. You went Hollywood on Well, uh, I went uh, Sunday. I went uh, to the uh, Hollywood Chinese Theater for the premiere of a movie I was involved in. A little thing called uh, Popovich. And oh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, boy, the uh, fabled voice of the American West. You should see it when it comes to your town. Nice. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Right. It was nifty. Cool. Hollywood. Cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I've never been inside that theater. I've been in front of it, you know, playing with the footprints and stuff, but I've never been inside. And sometimes I was inside watching, you know, should I made 50 feet across. Nice. That's that. Uh, yeah. I yeah. imagine that feels great. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And we, we did the 40 hour film the week before. We actually. Friday night, we found out we won the 40 hour film contest, and then Sunday night, we're at the premiere for the movie. So, nice. talk about a weekend. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Quite yeah. a cinematographic. Wow. Of course, I don't have two weekend. dimes to rub together, but goddamn, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> You're famous with a Join very the club, small group of people. Yes. Very That's great, man. Select yeah, internet fame. Very cool. I'll, I'll let you guys know when they have. They're going to have a premiere out here in about a month. So awesome. They, they haven't yeah. said the date, but when they do, Wants to it's, know. It's, a, it's, it's a real good movie. It's a kid's movie, but it, it looks. Um, it still has a lot of the uh, weird sensibilities they have, and it looks really, really good. It's amazingly well done. Good, cool, nice, yay, gentlemen. It's been a couple of weeks. Yes. So, what geeky things you do? Uh, the other day, I saw on my gold membership Xbox 360 that I could get Saints Row the Third for free. So yes. I did. What a bargain! That is yeah. a hell of a bargain. Yeah, that's a, that's great a game. huge game to get for free. Such a good game. And yeah, I've been having fun with it. I've been playing it on and off for the last couple of days. I mean, it's it's Grand Theft Auto with a, a little more sense of humor about yeah. it all. You know, that's when it found itself. Yeah, it's like it's a little more ridiculous and a little. It plays a little easier than Grand Theft Auto because of that. Yeah, I love it because of that. It yeah. takes the piss and it's much more fun. To yeah, play. I'm running around now in like a big. You know, sexy blue dress, and I'm this big guy with a cowboy hat, you know? <laughs> right? Nice. Just because it's goofy to do, like you do, yeah, yeah. like you do in that game. Torgo so. likes to make extra, extremely deformed female characters. I can see that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extraordinarily uh, deformed. Yeah, deformed. I've only made the one female character. Usually, if I'm doing going for distortion, I, I go male. Oh, really? That's All right, choice. I I swear you've done more than one. But if you say you've only done the now one, now if you mean I've done distorted women. 
in my personal life, then yes, she has a hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about video game girls. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, for those of you who have the Xbox 360 Gold membership and have not gotten Saints Row in purchasing it, you can get it for free now and... I would advise it. It's I've, a lot of fun. I've not played any of the St. Rose game. Will I be confused? No. Well, no. It's no, well. No, I mean, in it's fact, fun, dude. it's just run around town and in your car and shoot people. In fact, that's kind of the perfect way, place to start. Perfect. Yeah. The three. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. I heard one and two did. were okay, but the third one is really like it. Two found is its quite stride. good. One's pretty buggy. Yeah. yeah. Two. Two is two is great because that's when it allowed you to start doing your own creative craziness. That's it. It yeah, got, right really now I like I could voice. I could have its own voice, and then was like, oh wait, we can get really ridiculous with this, and then three is just fucking go nuts. Yeah, I haven't really and gone four nuts is even yet. Crazier. Yeah, you know, beating people down with a giant was it purple dildo? Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. I finally, yeah. I just recently got that class. rewarded to me for free. Oh, so that's actually something in the game. That's not something Paul built. No, no it's wow. <laughs> and, provided uh, for him. And yeah. you do you do drive around and and it's like a normal you know like Grand Theft Audio, and then every every now and then there's like neon green giant teddy bear guys in golf carts just driving down the street yeah sure why not because that's just how it works in that world All right. professor yeah. genki professor genki yeah i went and did that driving I, with a tiger yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was i did that one today that was really fun yeah and i was like <laughs> they did the driving with a tiger yeah, i'm very okay. excited I'm, I'm, it's I'm can't drive around with a tiger in your car it's an old uh roger <laughs> what is it roger Mil- miller soon do you know that song? It's an old song. I don't know that song. Yeah, you can't roller skate in a buffalo. Oh, yes. okay, I can't do. Roller skate in. Yeah, the, right. That's Roger Miller. One of the verses is, can't drive around with a tiger in your car. And I just like, it's like they actually did that for mm-hmm. the game. That's hilarious. They, uh, <laughs> they had a really great thing. With the first and the second games especially, they had fantastic soundtracks. And they really dug up lots of classic songs. And you could play all these really wonderful 50s, light, airy, bubble pop you know what i don't even you know like uh rocket style you know nuclear house of tomorrow type stuff okay it is beautiful stuff um, you just say okay so he'd shut up because yes. i don't know what he was talking about <laughs> <laughs> you'd know you'd know what i was talking about like like some of the some of the interstitial music that like ren and stimpy would use yeah the very the, the 1950s behind the commercial or mm-hmm. in, 50s, informational short yeah. kind of Mom's music. Mom's got a new blender and it's doing... Mom never lifts a finger in the kitchen of tomorrow. Yeah, no, exactly. One switch gets flipped and the dishes are done. Can you put some reverb on that for him? Father comes home and is ready for his microwaved future dinner. But yeah, it's a fun game to play. I've been having a good time with it. So I, uh, I did, it's been a couple of weeks. So I've done a lot of geeky things, but the the one that stands out is I uh, I broke my uh, settlers of Catan cherry. Oh, you did never first that time. Before. Yeah, dirty. Yeah. Oh, nice. Congratulations. And yeah. your love is now. Yeah. No, I, I'm. I'm well, actually. A good game, uh, I'm, I'm digging through. I, I actually found I have some Barnes and Nobles gift cards that may end up being sent on, uh-huh. spent on Catan. Well, I would say don't do that. Go get the Target exclusive Star Trek Settlers of Catan. There yeah. you go. Although it is pretty funny. The there game is the game is different. Slightly. It's it can be modified to be played pretty much like the other because one. Because you get more settlements because the settlements different get cards. converted into 
the the uh, cities while well, you get a they become space stations. It's a little different, but it's still uh, it's Star Trek Catan, dude. Speaking yeah. speaking of Star Trek, I, I, don't, to, I don't know if you know about this uh, Torgo, but while you were gone, uh, uh, we we're doing a couple. Uh, Paulette and Matt and I were doing uh, trivia night over at Mullins for a while. Oh, oh, yes. and uh, we went there last week, and uh, we mentioned to Biggs who was in town, Professor Biggs, that we we're going to go over there. And he sort of put the word out, and we ended up with like eleven people playing, nice. including yeah. five or six, seven, eight cast, uh, cast members of Star Trek. Quite the nerd brain trust. Yeah, nice. Did you win in April? Yeah. Uh, nice. They won. Which reminds me, that's yours. Myself? At this point, how oh. could you not? Why, what's this? They won a hundred bucks. We won. You yeah, yeah, know, but you know, I was tab. only there for the final two rounds. But we won, so your beer is covered. We won a hundred dollar, hundred one hundred dollar beer. Here's a tip: stop saying no to money. <laughs> First tip. Fair enough. First tip. That Somebody gives you tip. money and says they owe it to you, say, yes, you do. Thank yep. you very much. Now where's here's the rest? A, here's a tip. <laughs> Just the tip. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we had, um, well, we had, well, we had, we had uh, Vulcan. We had, uh, we had Klingons. We had, right we had there, three then. Klingons, a Vulcan, a female Ferengi and Bajoran. And a male uh, Ferengi. And a male Vlark Ferengi. Was there, yeah. yeah, that's right. And a male Ferengi. And, um, yeah, it was a fuck ton of people. Next yeah. time you have to go in makeup. And a Borg. Yeah. And a Borg, yeah. Yeah, Vernon. And Borg. and actually a current alien, because he still works as an alien. Right. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. The alien, the alien comedian. Wait, alien is that warrior Mark comic. White? Alien warrior comic, yeah. Yep. Interesting. Uh, last night I played Catan, and my friends have a special board. It is a large wooden board. Did they invest in? Oh, it's the war, wooden it's one, not you can the plastic buy. It's one. It's like a wooden board you buy. It's really nice. There's a plastic one that's out there. Now. Yeah, and you lay the pieces in it, and so they don't move and they don't slide around, and the and the roads actually fit in a little slot, and so they stay oh, in nice. place. Nice. No, it's very, I it's love like that, playing the digital version because none of that shit happens too. There is that moves, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than the and then, easy. physical version. And yeah. then after that, we played. Uh, I finally got to play Seven Wonders with like four people. Yay! And boy, that's a good game. Seven Wonders is a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Which one is that? It sounds it's a, familiar. It's on all the everybody. It's on everybody's like top ten list. Okay, and has been for the last four, so three, many four games. Years. I need to play. I just don't have any time. Um, but it's a really it. Part of the beauty of Seven Wonders is, um, it's a really quick game. It's like a thirty minute game. Oh, that's nice. Even like the first time you play it. Wow. It 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 flies, and that's so you awesome. get a lot of games in, and they're fun little games. It's a pretty basic strategy. And the other thing is like. You get seven cards, you choose a card to play, and then you pass your hand to the guy next to you. Oh, nice. And, it, and your hand goes around the table. And it can play up to seven people. So if you get seven people, you yeah. never see the same cards again. Huh. You know, I had played it with two people. They do a version with two people, but it's not as much fun. It was nice yeah, to play with four last night. And actually we're always looking for seven people games over at uh, game yeah. night. So. Well, that's yeah. the other reason I got it, because yeah. every now and then I do get six or seven people mm-hmm. together, and it's like it's nice to have a game that fits all those people cards against humanity yeah interestingly yeah. enough i keep seeing videos of people that are playing that now i mean we i know we we did our show on here but i'm seeing like podcasts that are doing that oh yeah now. there's lots so, of we play so people are they, uh, they've got an online version we got in early yay <laughs> yeah, we, yeah you were above the you were in front of the head of the curve on that one on that one yeah. now, that's a great game though but that thing is just insane but uh i just got the 90s nostalgia pack and they re- reprinted the two holiday packs from oh, nice. 2013 nice. and 2012. So did a Whenever little investment my, uh, there and got those. When my friends Gail and Aaron and I play Apples to Apples, we play Lando 
card group. We Lando is so fun. That because Lando it rule. just adds a huge layer of right. enjoyment to the game when he Wait. gets picked and how often he gets picked. Oh, Rando Calrissian. Yeah. He's a random player. You just randomly pick. It's just a, oh, it's a non-player. Pick. So you okay. just pull the next card out, put it down face down with all the up. others. So whatever it might be, it's just that his answer is whatever and he's And it's drawn. amazing oh, how often hilarious. that random card is a good answer. And, oh. it, and since it's a blind vote, if he wins first, then everybody just hangs their heads in shame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I totally, I totally want to play with that. Yeah, I know. It's great. We, Do you yeah. guys have the bigger, blacker box? I don't have any of it. It's whatever Why K has. You have the bigger, blacker box? Why is it going to be about color? Why do you got to make it about Because that's what it's about. The, the, the card is called <laughs> a big, black dick. And then there was a bigger, blacker dick. And then there's the bigger, blacker box. I was over, when we were shooting the 40-hour film, the... Um, um, I'm, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, so I'm going to say the character's name. Uh, the uh, gazillionaire, whatever the gazillionaire yeah, is. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they, thank you. Um, and they have the some bigger blacker box. It was like, that was like it. two and a half feet long. Yep, it's that's huge. It. I have it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's awesome. And there's a secret. I actually got to talk to Vokey at uh, Rose Rabbit a couple weeks ago when yeah. he was celebrating their uh, 1500th performance for uh, Absinthe. 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 Yeah. And if you take the. Some of you people might know this already, but if you don't, this is an awesome reveal. The bigger blacker box has a secret. In the lid of the oh, bigger yeah. blacker box, if you cut, feel around at the top, there's a secret card hidden inside it. You have to cut it open <laughs> and peel back some of the pe- the thing, and you get a card in there, and it's silver embossed, and it says the biggest blackest dick. <laughs> Shiny silver so, embossed. So clearly, yeah. that card could it's not amazing. be mistaken for any other it's card. It's so cool. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, that they, they hid a secret card inside the box. You have to tear apart the now box. Now, here's the question. Is it better to keep it in the lid? No. Free <laughs> free that card. That's more fun. It needs this air. Was, this was great. I, got to, I, I found this out. When I was watching some of the PAX panels from this year's PAX, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it was the recent one in Boston, actually. Um, and, uh, PAX East. PAX East. And I was watching uh, the, penny, the, the, uh, uh, the Cards Against Humanity panel, and they were talking about it. And, and you know, they, they, they revealed that. And I was like, oh, shit. Wow, awesome. And uh, Had what, you not found it yet? I had not found it yet. Hilarious. I didn't even, I know anything about it. And the people were like... Uh, Did you have the box already? Yeah, oh, yeah I had yeah. it. So you owned and it, but didn't know it was there. I owned it, didn't know it was there. No, it was, awesome. it's very subtle, man. It's really, really cool. And so I found it, and I was like, okay, great. That's awesome. And they were talking to people, and they're like, some people were like, well, you have to rip the box? You have to tear up the top of the box a little bit? And he's like, look, if worrying about tearing up the top of a fucking box is your biggest problem, you got bigger things going on in your life you need to look at real hard. Yeah. <laughs> Just open the well, goddamn the inside box. Inside of the top of the box. It, yeah, it's you can't even see it. Like you something you never look you'll at. You'll never see it again yeah. once you put the, the lid on. It you can yeah. do a very you can do it very surgically. Yeah. Just, you know, straight edge, zip zip. That's hilarious. not that big of a deal. Oh, I'm gonna ruin my box. Right, exactly. It's not mint, mint anymore. Come oh. on, man. That's bullshit. Nothing will be worth all the dollars. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. Exactly. Hilarious. Those guys are Awesome sauce. Good on did, them. Did you see the 40-hour film, by the way? No. Because we have him in complete full-body makeup. Oh, okay. He's a swamp man. Oh, awesome. Swamp, swamp monster. Nice. Swamp man. Swamp that monster. sounds fantastic. I got to see that shit. Uh, well, the reason why we were off uh, last week is because I was gone for a couple weeks. Uh, went to the bastion of geekdom, uh, the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised you made it back. 
I really <laughs> thought you were gonna get Messiah complex and, and then, totally wig and out just on stay us. there and yeah, put myself oh, into the Santa, Santa. Yeah, I can see you up there with the bro yeah. and all. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and and I did pretty much that. It no. didn't it didn't rip off on you too hard though. No, in fact, it it's it. Just reaffirmed everything. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and and I can't <laughs> speak to that more than when you visit Megiddo. If you, I know many of you seen Religious, the uh, yeah the documentary, and the opening shots take place in Megiddo. Megiddo is where Armageddon comes from. Armageddon. And when you go there, it is a hill, or as they call them there, tells, which is civilization built upon civilization so much that it becomes a hill that has covered all these civilizations. There's 25 ancient civilizations, one on top of the other, at Megiddo, all the way down to Canaanites. So you're talking like 3,000 years of history. Mm -hmm. That's not possible. And, yeah. According to the people who live there. (laughs) (laughs) No, if it's over six, you'd be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And... That, according to the book of Revelation, is where the final battle shall take place. Now, at the time of the writing, that was a major strategic spot. That's where roads cross, to the two mm-hmm. major cross areas of the whole area. That's where all the caravans went through. Whoever held that spot held the str- strategic strength of all of Israel. So it probably was a common battleground. It would make sense at the time that it was written that that would be the last place that the end of the world battle would take place. How if you go there now, it is a pile of rocks on top of rocks on top of rocks, and all around it is just farmland. The important question <laughs> is where's the nearest Starbucks to Armageddon? Oh, it has to at least be... Some would say any Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have not gone through all your pictures. I've, I saw a couple of them. Oh, only only put up a, a okay. smattering. Um, I took thirteen hundred. But, but the one that sticks in my <laughs> head is the you know, uh, there's a fallen down pillar and there's a little tiny object on it. And I've seen you do that. I've heard you talk about that before. And I believe I'm going to have to start doing that. It's, I'm going to start carrying one with me and start uh, charging it up. It's my version of the travelocity gnome. Basically, <laughs> is what it comes down to. I bring a die to be blessed by the places I went. And in no time in my life have I ever had such a blessed die as this time. I have baptized that die in the River Jordan mm-hmm. and in the Dead Sea. Nice. It has touched the spots where, here comes the quotes, hands, where uh, Jesus was crucified, <laughs> where he was buried. It has been placed upon the Western Wall. You have the 12-sided dice of Golgotha. <laughs> yeah, I do. 20-sided die, to be exact. 20-sided die of Golgotha. It has stood at Megiddo. It has stood in Betshien and Caesarea Maritima and many other ancient Roman cities now defunct. Did it it weep at the weeping wall? The Temple of Zeus. uh, Holy smokes. Did you stick it in one of the cracks of the weeping wall? Yeah. I got a picture of it sitting there. Absolutely. And I took a picture of each one of them. Wailing wall. Sorry, not weeping wall. Wailing wall. Yeah, excuse me. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Translation problem. It's They're not yes. listening. Probably the um, same word. Yeah. They're not. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's this guy doing here? Huh? Well, what's with this guy? <laughs> Weepy <So>. Whaley. <laughs> Dear bad geeks, listening. you have completely. D- <laughs> well, that would be an awesome. That'd so. be an awesome comment to get on the website. <laughs> so I am now going to just put a nice shadow box together of uh, displaying that die as a holy relic. Nice. <laughs> of of all three well, of the I mean, major. Might I suggest you? that you find a way 
to acquire a Popomatic bubble. <laughs> so that it can be reliquied, but also still usable. Played, yeah. <laughs> How would you, man? You'd have you'd get to the game trouble. De- just get a yeah. Just get a buy, a, trouble, buy a trouble right. and deconstruct it. Deconstruct it. Yeah. Deconstructing that's not going to be easy because that's like that's like a sealed. Yeah, yeah, that's a single. But you know what? It wouldn't be Look that it hard. up online. I'm sure there are popomatic bubbles that come empty that you can empty that you can something. put it. Yeah. That would hey, be kind of fun. If a three-year-old Chinese can put it together, you can figure it out. I think a robot puts it together. Maybe I, I'd venture to say that a three-year-old Chinese person might be smarter at that kind of thing than Tom. I'm saying they would, but <laughs> I'm just speaking in as far as getting a hold of the product and making it happen. You can yeah. do it. That would be kind of fun to be able to have that and just lay that on the table for whenever you need if it. If the opportunity like, ever arises, though, you will have to rub it on a dead game game designer. <laughs> yes, I will. Yeah. And here's the thing: is that I know right now, Commander K is yelling right at his MP3 player I, I or whatever post. <laughs> because. He knows that once I go have a die blessed, I will never roll it again because I don't want to be my first roll to see a three. <laughs> I just don't want to see it. <laughs> so I just want to pretend that it rolls magic works. Have you done this with multiple dice or is this as one die? I have done it on multiple dice, my friend. Okay, so you have multiple die That's that hilarious. are dice that are uh, yeah. that you will never use again. I will never use again. But then again, you're talking. You're talking to a gamer. How many twenty-sided die do I own? No, I understand that. I understand that. I but, will never run out. But I would, I would take it to those places specifically to use it. Afterwards, that's funny. That is, yeah. There it is. But that—that's just it, because you know that sucker's going to roll a one. Well, yeah, but that's the fates. In certain is conditions of be optimal roll, perhaps. Because now that it is deemed holy, that means it is the it was, decision of the gods and no longer intended. random choice. It was intended yeah, to be exactly. that way. Anything else you want to throw out there, Joe? What you're saying is that your holy divine intervention is going to say, "Nah, not you." Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, what Uh, is the die? God does not look upon me with favor. Is its official title now the uh, the holy die of Armageddon? I should Uh, call it the the die of Megiddo. Megiddo. Sorry, I said it wrong. Did you get to Masada? How far is Masada from where you were? Uh, I did not get to go to Masada. It was. uh, I went with a group that was basically going as a pilgrimage. And uh, so we mainly hit Christian sites, not Jewish. Did you, you also went to the the canyon. Uh, we went to Petra, Petra, the uh, yeah, canyon where, uh, where the uh, the Holy Grail supposedly in Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail was where the holy where the where the Holy Grail is hidden. Yeah, okay, yeah, nice. And Petra is a hell of a thing. If, oh, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it is definitely one of the seven ancient wonders. Do you find yourself in the same camp as uh, uh, <laughs> Idiot Abroad? What's oh. his name? Sitting in the cave. And oh, he's like, yeah. Um, I'm sitting in the cave. No, what is his name? I got to look at that thing. Well, he, I'd rather whole, be in a comfy like, bed. His, his whole deal was, was uh, <laughs> like, uh, if I'm going to buy, if I'm going to live in a place like that, I don't want to live in it. I live in a cave opposite of it. Is then that's my view. Because then I can look at it. every morning I look at it and I see it. Yeah. If you're living in there, there's not much of a view. Yeah. What you're looking at, you get up in the morning, you look at, you look at see a cave. <laughs> a bunch of caves and <laughs> desert. terrible, terrible view. <laughs> but I'd rather live in a cave. I'd rather live in a cave. Wake up in the morning. Wake up and get a beautiful view. <laughs> get this beautiful building I look at. It's a very funny perspective. Carl, well, you got damn, Carl Pilkington. You got damn choices. Because that, like, that thing's spread out over five miles and it is, I mean. Are there the, other the treasury designs the, like that in the walls besides y- just that one? Yes. That is the most impressive because it was set back into that so it, it didn't get eroded like many of them were mm-hmm. uh, but there's still a lot of them that are still very impressive mm-hmm. nearly to that caliber cool and as i was talking to uh luddite that uh 
the guy that we had said basically that's still not all on Earth because it's in this huge canyon. And that canyon has seen flash flood after flash flood. So underneath silt all that silt in dirt and rock are more of these. Because wow. when you no, go there, there are a whole bunch of them that are way above where you can't get to them. So that used to be where the water was. Right. So where basically, where you can land walk, was where you can walk now. Mm. It's still not the base of that canyon. So, holy uh, shit! Yeah. yeah, the ones up high were not where the land was. They were just built up high. But the ones that you're walking around now, you're saying, yeah, are, I, we're actually probably twenty feet above the ground or something. Yeah, or a hundred gotcha. feet. Yeah, Ooh, or yeah. two hundred. They don't right. know. Have you been to? Uh, and I always confuse these two. Uh, Cathedral. Canyon up in there's a cathedral gorge and there's a cathedral canyon. I was confused the two. One's in Pahrump and it was just this crazy guy that was obsessed with Jesus and Lincoln, who took over a big canyon and filled it with the stuff. It's been it's been scrubbed clean by the Park Service. Did you say Jesus and Lincoln? Yes, Jesus and Lincoln. It, it, it's, it's it's it was full of. You know, they'd carved into the... I'm into sorry, the, you all accepted that, yeah. like that was common. Well, I was, I was waiting that it was going <laughs> well, someplace that would go back He did to preface it. it by saying it was near Pahrump. So right. No, but still. Having been out there... <laughs> he just tossed that out there like, you know... It well, was... It's, it waffles was, and chicken. I this really, guy was... Yeah. Like, it's Jesus and Lincoln. Yes, they're two awesome figures. They both had beards. I really wish... One of them lived in a log cabin. I was there when it, they were just starting to scrub it clean. It was one of those things where the parks are... After the guy died, the parks are... They had no... And But I mean, he found this whole little... You know, gully of a canyon. You had to go downstairs to get into it, and he, you know, like carved niches into the walls and put, you know, bathtub Jesus in the niches. But he also put down bathtub Lincolns, you know, into the awesome. Yeah, bath, by bathtub Jesus and bathtub Lincoln, you mean a turned on its side bathtub on its end? Yeah, I think there may have actually in been some of those in case, Jesus but it's actually what we, with those just back there in England used to call that. There's a a lot of Italians back there that. Uh, they put a, a icon of Jesus in their backyard with a arch sort of right. pit thing behind it, which isn't really a bathtub. But that's, they call it a bathtub. Like a bathtub. It looks like a turn. Well, and Rock and bathtub, we referred to it as a bathtub. Later, it Jesus. became bathtubs. Like, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Think, well, like, oh, here in the states, people just didn't. You know, they just. Use I got an old bathtub. Let's put that up. Stick right. Jesus. Put in Mary there. under there or Mary in there. <laughs> yeah. That's the same idea, but that that one was impromptu. There's another one up by. Um, that's pretty much all Petra is. It's just yeah, bathtub Jesus. Is. There's another one up by P.O. But they're not Jesus's, are they? No, no, that was... Uh, what are they in Petra? Bathtub uh, Petras? They're, aren't they Egyptian? Uh, mm. No, no, they're not. They, the, it's, they're Nabataean. Wow. Which was uh, basically a traitor uh, culture. I could have made guesses all night without coming up with Nabataean. Yeah, it's, they, they, were, they were agricultural before then, but then they found their land was in the crossroads of the... Uh, silk trade mm-hmm. and the silk caravans and they started taxing those they went by became one of the most wealthiest cultures in of its time holy smokes and yeah. thus created petra yeah that makes sense but yeah but this one the other one's up at pioch and that one is a whole bunch of sort of mud wall canyons they're like the water's been eroded and it's and it's you're walking through and it's maybe two or three four or five feet deep at places and 50 60 70 80 feet up depending on where you're at and uh, the Mormons used to go out there and they would do um, uh, plays out there and they'd use the canyons as their dressing rooms. So as you're walking through, you can look up like 20 feet and see like wooden structures burned mm. into the wall because they made little curtains and stuff. But the canyon has been has eroded another 20 feet since they did that. I see. So that's that made me think that's where this all started was okay. me thinking about those things. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, we should probably start this show. Yeah, I was going to say, only the How about things news I do. you don't give a shit about? See some movies while you're gone. No. Plenty of it. Uh, and uh, I'm going to start with uh, Paul's favorite four words. Horror guru Eli Roth. <laughs> you know, Paul doesn't like him. <laughs> That's what I hear. Is prepping a new TV series. Good for you. Focused on demon hunting and exorcisms. Though it's heading to a really strange network. Um... Cooking Channel. Dubbed South of Hell, um, the new WE uh, TV series will follow a young demon hunter working out of Savannah, Georgia, who struggles with her own internal possession. Uh, So how about this red light, green light, gentlemen? Protagonist Maria Abscal is described as a stunning 30-year-old demon hunter for hire, along with her brother, David, as she is skilled and fearless in her pursuit of the demons that live in others. Like those she haunts, Maria is divided within herself, struggling with her own demon, Abigail, who resides inside of her, feeding on the evil Maria exercises from others. Paul Red seem- light, green light. Paul seems very excited about this one. <laughs> oh, well, well, you know what? I, first, I've got to cast you in, as to what, stu- what TV channel you work for. You don't work for sci-fi in this one. Uh, this is We TV. That's a women's entertainment cable network similar to Lifetime. I just revelated the whole channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with the channel. It's just it's not for us. So, no, it isn't I mean, for us. No, clearly. By the very by the very definition it. of it. Um, why do they call it Fubwa? Yeah, that's I, like I, Fubu. They could have called it Fubwa for <laughs> women by women. Fubwa. I'm Baba Walters. Welcome to Fubwa. <laughs> With inspired casting. Is a new project now that she's retired? As I retired, I'm here to have time for my Babwa. You know, it's funny. Fubwa is for women by women. I'm Baba Walters with Fubwa. Here's the Fubwa news. Today in Agrabah, <laughs> someone ate some Fubwa. <laughs> they ate Fubwa? They ate Fubwa in Agrabah. No, how can they eat Fubwa? It's a product. It's Fubwa is edible no, 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 in Agrabah. No, no, Fubwa is. Fubwa. It's a name of a company. You can't eat No, Fubwa is not a name of a company. I think he's trying to say Foie Gras. Are you saying Fubwa? It sounds like you're saying Fubwa, the name of the company. It doesn't sound like. They also had some Guya cheese. Fubwa and Fubwa in Agrabah. Fubwa? Fubwa. The company. <laughs> is that the company? No. <laughs> There's no company here. I'm not talking about companies. Four women by women. That's the channel. Fagwa. Fagwa yeah. is the show. Fagwa is the food. Agua is the place. I feel like you're saying the same thing. Could somebody <laughs> turn the subtitles on, please? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the coverage so of her... What does her, this have to do with the marriage? The, the coverage marriage of... Marriage is what brings us together today. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the coverage dance, of her, monkey, dance! The coverage of her retirement, I thought she died. I literally thought Barbara Walters had died. Oh, uh, see, because there was so much coverage on the TV. Watch TV I don't watch it either, but it was just all the stuff on Facebook and all the stuff on TV, and the way they were treating it, I thought it was like it she did had seem died. Like an in memorium kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I thought she had died, and then you I was know, like, oh, she just retired. Well, who cares? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Good for her. She's like seventy. Retire already. I have a wide range of Facebook friends, and I see you know a multiple extreme sides of every issue. Somehow I didn't see anything about Barbara Walters. Apparently the giant hole in my uh, friend group is nobody in my group of, cares about Barbara Walters. You don't have a lot of 65-year-old women that I you're friends with? I have a few. With? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. 
They're mostly yeah. concerned about the environmental issues. I have a feeling we're all I'm not going to be preserved in, in... I'm going to be cremated, not preserved, in fiberglass. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> fiberglass. <laughs> fiberglass? Fiberglass. Fiberglass? Fiberglass. <laughs> In, in related news, in a weird kind of way, according to Hollywood Reporter, Glenn Mazzara, the guy who ran The Walking Dead for the better part of seasons two and three, is developing a sequel to the iconic 1976 horror film The Omen for, wait for it, Lifetime Channel. Sure. Yeah. So the women's channels are trying to get into scary stuff. Yeah. Called Damien, the story centers around the title character, now an adult, as he faces a series of eerie events that force him to confront his destiny as the Antichrist. Uh, thing is, though, that sequel is already made. It was called The Omen 2. Right. Um, uh, Mazzara is also writing a prequel to The Shining called Overlook Hotel, so pick which one sure. weighs Equal more. to The Shining? Really? Yeah. So what, the last, the, the previous caretaker and how he went crazy and killed oh, his family? E- either that or it goes back further to say where the origin of that evil began, is my guess. Indian burial ground, right? I don't know. that For poltergeist as well. I, I, that made me, for some reason, think of the other thing I did this week, this week is I finished Logan's run, so <laughs> Michael York, your na- days are numbered. <clears throat> Why would an Indian burial ground bring such evil stuff? Wouldn't it just be like a peaceful shaman? It, it, it's it's because be like, of the degradation of the ground. Right, the desecration, Degra- of, desecration of, of desecration of sacred land. You had never seen Logan's Run before? No, no, no he read, read the book. The book. Oh, the book. okay. I got you. Um, Very different from the movie. Oh, yes. That's, I, yeah, that, that I are there more wieners? I, just, I always felt like... There's the, more sex. The issue with The Shining, the why that building was haunted, with was more than just one event. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, like a lot of the pain in that building was... A, a compounded lot of, over time. Yeah, it was this combination of all these horrible things that had happened. Sure, there was a the first domino that fell that then perhaps started the haunting of that space. But, you know, that to me became a much... That would be maybe somewhat fascinating to look at the history maybe of Maybe that's how, what you're going to get. I, it seems unlikely. I, I agree with that statement. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the omen. Oh, we were also talking about the prequel. Of this. Yeah. The sh- okay. Either way. The Shannon. The Shinnin. <laughs> you mean The Shining? No, boy. I mean The Shinnin. <laughs> uh, news you don't give a shit about. Oh, it just wait, wait, gets... Go back, go wait, back I'll use my Shinnin. Okay. Do, do you know that the, the original title of that book? The Shining? Yeah. I don't. Just The Shine. That's right. And then somebody pointed out to Stephen King that The Shine was a, you know, derogatory term for black people in the 30s. Especially... Good when the guy who has it given is the a black final guy, guy is the, yeah. sa- the savior is a <laughs> yeah. black guy yeah. who was born in the th- <laughs> yeah. a black Oops. guy who was born in the thirties. Yeah, yeah not a good that What's never good? clicked until now. A <laughs> black guy that was born in the thirties has the shine. Yeah, not, a, <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah. Oh, Stephen King, solid, too close to home. That's how it work. To be uh, fair, he lived in Maine and there were no black people. Yeah, he never <laughs> met one. Is that fair? This has been another culturally relevant fact from Fact Check. <laughs> I have to keep up the facts occasionally. Uh, yes, news you don't give a shit about. Uh, so you remember that movie about the rapture starring Kirk Cameron that went straight to DVD back in 2001? No. Nobody I, remembers I, I, that. I remember that it existed, but I never saw it. Although, I, I swear to God, one of the times I've housed that for your mom, your mom had a stack of Kirk Cameron movies sitting on the washing machine. You, you know what? And I think it might have been one of those. 
I wouldn't be surprised if she, it was borrowed from somebody at some point. Okay. Because I've never seen or heard from it since, if so. Okay. I, I, I can't even re- remember Kirk Cameron. <laughs> That's okay. Like, I can't picture Nor him. should you, really. He's kind of got poofy hair. I don't need to. I'm no, just saying. Don't, yeah, don't help So the along. odds of me of remembering the movie that went straight to DVD seem what? Yeah. Yeah. So Left Behind, as it was called, uh, <laughs> is now getting a Hollywood remake with Nicolas Cage. And Chad what? Michael Murray. Oh, Nicholas Cage. What gonna run around? Do? Did you say Jan Michael? Chad Michael Murray. Who the hell's Chad Michael? I don't know. Nicholas Nicholas is gonna run around with his is the go at the Cage is gonna run around with his dinosaur skull and uh, and be like, Why didn't I get picked to go in the rapture? <laughs> there are sixteen books in the Left Behind series. Uh, as well that as well as two sequels, three prequels, and a young adult tie in series. Uh, this upcoming movie apparently won't be delving that deep into Left Behind lore. Instead, it'll focus on just a plain scene, according to writer and producer Paul Lalonde. Quote, the first movie was based on the entire first book of the series, so a book this fat turned into a screenplay with 57 plot points and no real time to get to know the characters, he told The Blaze, which is a, uh, a Christian newsletter. Uh, the and the quintessential event that triggers all of Bible prophecy is the rapture, and that got like three minutes of scream time in the first movie. Unquote. So yes, Left Behind, starring Nicolas Cage, is coming to a theater near you. Why would you call your wow. Christian newspaper the Blaze? Because I'm missing the, something. Because of the fire of the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Yeah, I mean the rapture yeah. is like. I thought that was sort of the other guy's territory. Well, mm. he made the other guy, so yeah. uh, okay. It doesn't make a lot of fucking sense, but that's how it goes. The other guy was like his main dude. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they were home. Things went race. Yeah, I know. Yeah, things yeah, went awry. Yeah, but really, they're just playing a game. Just playing a game. Um. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I care less about? What's that? Everything in that story. I care less about that Nicolas Cage is doing another movie than I care that they're doing an, an, a Hollywood version of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you done with it? I liked in the sequel, The Bad Lieutenant. News you don't give a shit about. A package arrived. I love that you named one movie out of the 80 (laughs) that he's done. (laughs) That was like the last of his I was seeing. Uh, A package arrived at the offices of the Australian news station Ninsman. I think that's how you pronounce that. It contained a letter and a small safe. The letter told the recipient to check their voicemail, but apparently the reporter didn't have a new voicemail at the time. When they then punched a pin code into the safe, the safe started beeping. Worried that it might be some sort of bomb, Deansman started calling other newsrooms to see if they'd gotten a similar package. Quote, We did check with the other newsrooms to see if they had received a similar package as we thought it was a PR stunt, but no one else had. Oh, this is that thing. We weren't panicked at any point, but... Given that there was no note explaining what it was, we had to take sensible precautions. This led to the newsroom being evacuated and the bomb squad being called. They opened the safe carefully and cautiously to find a copy of Watchdogs, a Watchdogs baseball cap, and a Watchdogs beanie. Good job, PR department. Good job. Well, in a way, mission accomplished. We're talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, but goddamn. No, I, 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 in every way, they they completely got all the press they wanted. Any, and more. any press is good press. They did exactly you know? what they wanted to do. Yeah. No such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, exactly. Still, what dicks? Weekend geek. Woo. Oh, I don't. I agree. I don't think it's something they should have done. No, but yeah. But 
they're PR people. They're not supposed to worry about morals. Yeah, there's <laughs> well, but no, you're right. They are PR people. They they're supposed to come up with any crazy fucking idea. And sadly, the people that are in charge should say, "No, that's completely irresponsible and would be a horrible thing to do." Yeah. You know, yeah. for about a year after uh, after uh, 9/11, Mm-hmm. I, I was part of the crew at the paper that went over and opened up the, the mail with rubber gloves on to make sure it wasn't full of worry <laughs> now. Little anthrax yeah. scares. Well, officially it went weekend geek, but, you know, I always tried to keep the news that could go either way. Yeah. On the edge. On the edge. You should come with a new category. It's like order. yet to be determined. Yeah. Maybe like, I should. You make the call. You make the call. Mm. I already limbo. Know, I already know the limbo Paul's category. Oh, it could be similar to red, right, green, white. You know, we could just. <laughs> and this is actually moving forward of a story we talked uh, not that long ago about. Uh, Roland Emmerich and his producing and writing partner Dean Devlin oh, have God, I know where talked for a this. long time about the possibility of revisiting the Stargate franchise on the big screen. The 94 film starring Kurt Russell and James Spader was a box office hit, spanned three successful TV shows. Uh, but according to Devlin, they had always planned the movie as a trilogy and never got to finish it. <laughs> I'm sick of lying liars and their <laughs> lies. <laughs> I'm so tired of lying liars. <laughs> Everything's planned as a trilogy. Everything. What a bunch of balls bullshit. Lies. Last year, Emmerich revealed that he'd gone to Stargate's original studio, MGM, to ask to start to work on a new Stargate film trilogy that would reboot the franchise. Now, MGM now, chairman... what did he just say? Uh, that last year he'd gone to the original studio to say... You to want to ask start work for a new movie that would what reboot as reboot a trilogy? Reboot the franchise. Fuck the lying liars and the lies they tell. <laughs> well, now Gary, uh, MGM chairman Gary Barber has announced that his studio will partner with Warner Brothers to produce the reimagined Stargate film trilogy with Emmerich directing and Devlin producing. And Paul is go gone. <laughs> I have to go vomit all my entrails. There's no word yet on who will be writing the film, who might be I cast, how close he will stick to the original writing. film. There's no release date yet, although Emmerich is already in pre-production on his two sequels to another of his 90s hits, 1996 Independence Day, which is scheduled for a 2016 release, so you'll probably be waiting a while for Stargate. He's looking for a sequel to Independence Day? No, that's not looking for. He's already started, and it's released in 2016. The The first of two sequels to Independence Day. Another trilogy that was always intended yeah, to be a trilogy. Yeah. be a trilogy. It just took us 20 years to realize we meant to make it tw- a fucking trilogy. Two four yeah. trilogies, really. So yeah. despite it's Paul's ahead hate, of his time, despite Paul's random uh, hatred of Stargate that he's never watched. Um, yes. Why, as a studio, as a movie studio, wouldn't you greenlight that? This is a rabid fan base for it, and uh, well, here's it's flashy. It's yeah. I don't know how rabid that here's fan base a, is. a thing that, that I haven't met him. I'm pretty Stargate. rabid. Stargate fans have been clamoring for a continuation of the television established universe because Atlantis was canceled after four seasons Mm -hmm. when it still had legs. It was still getting good ratings and they just chose to... That's when sci-fi went through their big transformation. Yeah, when sci-fi was basically purging all science fiction programs from their network. Uh, Universe (laughs) didn't get a shot at all. It got... Uh, basically what amounts to about a season and a half even though they called it two seasons Um, and Universe Stargate Universe was getting really good 
when they had to rewrite the final like four episodes of the second season uh, to essentially leave it wide open because they were told they were going to get a direct-to-video movie to finish out that storyline, which got canceled. Now, Emmerich's... Had, so always had contempt for the TV yes, series. Yes, and that's exactly what I'm. It. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was. You know, in a roundabout way, getting to is that they've already alluded to the fact that the thousands of hours of established Stargate canon that stems from the movie through the various uh, spinoff TV of hours? series. Yes, thousands of hours. You have two hundred and twenty something hour uh, episodes of SG One. Mm-hmm. You've got five seasons of Atlantis. Right, and right there, two hundred twenty episodes of that is thousands. That thousands of hours. Yeah, two hundred twenty no, is thousands. Each one's what? an hour. Two hundred twenty hours. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hundreds of hours. Oh, math hard. hard. Math hard. Hundreds of hours of. I'll give you hundreds. Thousands of hours would put it in the in the most run shows of all time. That is an interesting question. I don't think The Simpsons has even reached Not thousands, in thousands of hours. Because there, there might ha- be a thousand hundreds. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, yeah. There's. Well, but anyway, did they hit five hundred? Didn't they hit five hundred episodes? Regardless, there's a lot of. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is why your show is garbage. There's because a lot of non-math dummies watch it and go, Hey, if it's a thousand years ago and they had an eagle head and then the gay guy from the crying game sucks my dick and then Philip Michael Thomas and Jan Michael Vincent and Philip Seymour Hoffman are all in the pyramid, well, why are my balls still hard? I don't understand that sentence. Oh, yeah? Well, anyway. watch a couple episodes of Stargate. It'll make a lot more sense. You've never watched a couple watch episodes, any episodes of Stargate. Of Stargate. <laughs> what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted really is rude. that you have Emmerich and Devlin essentially alluding to the fact that they plan to ignore all of this canon that has been established and, and go completely on their own universe. So and not even the original movie. So, not even the original so, movie. Yeah. It, we're, everything's yes, wipe it clean. everything. It's like now, clean slate. Like they're going to start Emmerich over. Did make the first movie? Did he make Yes. yes. I didn't realize that. Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich directed the first movie. It is the, not a typical Emmerich movie. It is not, no. It is atypical. I think that has a lot more to do with Devlin. Yeah. yeah. Emmerich on his own is a wild man. Devlin is yeah. a very creative guy. Devlin is the one behind Leverage, uh, yeah, which... Yeah. Uh, I really fun. enjoyed as a yeah, series. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm watching it now. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Um, and and th- that was another one that was a casualty of you know TNT basically going. Eh, we it, think we're going to move nice in run. a different direction. It had a good run. No. Yeah. I mean, but they found out like mid season yeah. that they were being canceled. Was and like, we're yeah. lucky enough to be able to write out episodes to finish that. But yeah, with with Stargate, it it's, it boggles my mind. How is it a trilogy if they're basically going to clean slate everything including the first everything's movie everything's a trilogy now as paul was pointing <laughs> but it can't be it a always if you're, if no, no, you're anything can be a trilogy yeah if anything can be a trilogy oh, we're gonna hear in two years that the simpsons movie was supposed way. to be a trilogy and they'll turn it into a trilogy it'll be a trilogy because they sell trilogies that's what they do they, that's they, what they, sells now threes Put everything in a three pack. It makes mm-hmm. what do they do? That's what sells now. God damn you, Tolkien! I was gonna say, yeah, you're right. It's it's a trilogy only in the sense that it's gonna be packaged together as yeah. three films and yeah. sold as a box set yeah. to make the studio more money. It's all about the profitability of it. But, uh, but yeah, it, I mean, how can you do a trilogy if you're you're 
you're wiping the slate clean with the second of your quote unquote trilogy. I just I don't. I went on eBay and they're selling bits of uh, of uh, what's his name's body with the seasons. Who's seasoning? Uh, Who's body? Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. You can actually buy a, a physical piece of Richard Dean Anderson the, the, with the, the box sets now. Because the joke might have played better if you could remember the fucking guys. <laughs> I had it a second ago and it went away. I had it a second ago and it went away. Richard I only Dean know him Anderson. as MacGyver. He is never Richard Dean Anderson for me. He's always just MacGyver. I'm just saying it would have. And then in, in, we might have believed it a little stronger. And that's why. That's so why it's about specificity. So in my like, fan me. fiction, Stargate is all just retconned MacGyver episodes where MacGyver gets lost in space and shit. And he's Except all like, "It's a completely different character." <laughs> no, but but in my fan fiction, in he's MacGyver. Fiction? He's MacGyver. He's always like, "Oh man, I'm MacGyver. Wow, did I ever go through a Stargate? Oh boy." Hey, let's open up another Stargate. We can't, MacGyver. Well, I better MacGyver this motherfucker. And then Sam from Quantum Leap shows up, and they talk about Ziggy. That's not him. <laughs> if it was Richard Dean Anderson in that, that'd be awesome. And what then, other uh, What other thing did Richard Dean he, Anderson do? And then the American Hero. He did Stargate, and, just, and he did MacGyver. <laughs> And I think that's those are it. the two major series he started. Yeah. Oh, he only got fourteen or fifteen episodes out of those two. Damn. No, he, yeah. no, he, he got thousands of hours. He works thousands of hours. <laughs> <laughs> How many seasons was MacGyver? It had to be at least five, at least seven. I think eight, maybe. Yeah. Wow. He had he had a good career. I don't oh, think I've I'm ever seen an Richard episode Anderson. of yeah. MacGyver. What? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. Don't you have a box I, set over? No, over there no. Over? I, I, I intentionally don't. watched I a bunch of it a couple it's of months ago. It's on Netflix. It's good. I mean, it's just okay. It's not it, great. It's okay. It reeks of its time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, just know that it's like rewatching yeah, it's, the eighteen. Very reeks set of the eighties, right? And it's very blatant that it's made by Paramount because you see several times MacGyver. Uh, they have like established movie sets that okay. before they tore down, they do filming on. Uh, in fact, the pilot episode of MacGyver, there's a scene where they're trying to get through this uh, this path. They're in this underground facility and they're trying to get through this this tunnel to an escape hatch. It's a redress of the torpedo set from Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Oh, okay, there you go. so. They're sneaking through this, and the hatch is the torpedo hatch it's that they're trying to get. It, it, and oh yeah, I mean, it, you know, you, you look at it and you go, "That's the torpedo room from the, the torpedo, torpedo hole room." It's <laughs> the torpedo room from uh, <laughs> torpedo hole room. The torpedo. Be careful, Captain. The torpedo hole room is That's off limits. We've got hole. some kind of a leak in there. I think it's hole juice. I'm not sure. <laughs> Dip, I kind of, I kind of be sure. In it, make they them sticky. I kind of be sure, but I'm seasons. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's a whole juice leak <laughs> in the <laughs> torpedo whole room. It's gonna, you, you've got to do something to as, um, open that door. As, open that whole yeah, torpedo <laughs> room. The torpedo hose. <laughs> as long as you're on the on the on the magic box there, see, see if I've killed Michael York yet. Well, now, if you, as you were talking about Stargate mm-hmm. pushing aside its canon. It's history. Yes. It reminded me it's a of... torpedo. I did see Days of Future Past as it Okay, did yes, yes, the and, movie. And there was discussion that the creators were even saying X, the third X-Man, X-Man 3, they were like, ignore that. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. However, this movie does reference it. Yeah. They, quite extensively and quite importantly, 
And it is sort of a pivotal part emotionally for certain characters. And so I was, I found it interesting. They were like, we're ignoring it, but we're going to insert <laughs> it make heavily it into the movie <laughs> that we're just making. Like it was a weird choice to, yeah. to say that. That and, is kind of odd. Yeah. yeah, I mean, without being you know spoilerific here, yeah. yeah, they they do. I mean, it's it's not as I would say integral to the 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 through line of the story as the first two films because they do seem to. And no. well, and yeah. in fact, they even throw scenes from X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. They, yeah, in there. Which I, I found an interesting choice. It's a fair amount of flashbacking. Yeah. Some you know. of the emotional payoff, though, depends on that third yeah. movie. It, yeah. And it does. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. At, when you get yeah. into the movie, when you go see it, it does, yeah, it, it becomes a part of the, the full storyline. But uh, The most interesting yeah. reaction, I enjoyed the movie. It was a lot of fun. The, mm-hmm. the most interesting reaction I had is, uh, you know, there's a big conflict near the end of the movie. Where yes. A big battle happens. Shocking, right? Uh, <laughs> never happened before in an action movie, or ever again, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> and there's we're kind of in two different timelines. Yes, right. most people are aware of that. The timeline that we've all lived through was harder for me to believe and get involved in than the timeline that's the not so distant future. The emotional journey in that one and the acting, I think, because that whole world was fake. Yeah, I could just accept that it was all fake, but in gotcha. the world we know, that where all of a sudden Magneto's doing crazy shit, and you know yeah. they're all doing crazy shit, it was harder right. for me to to believe and invest in it, and so I felt I couldn't stay in in, in the original in two issue yeah. in the original two issue uh, story arc that that was drawn from. Yeah, um, was it only two issues? Only two issues. Um, wow, they went back to it later on and revisited it, but the, the original Days of Future Past is two up two issues. Um, yeah, the characters in the future are. It's a lot more interesting seeing the future stuff because, well, kind of, kind of all bets are off. I mean, yeah, uh, well, it's all or nothing, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, it's a fascinating view of the future too. Yeah, I, I yeah. like it. It's a, but it's a, the, yeah, the history part is is hard to come to grips with too because it essentially is a rewriting of our history, and in some well, cases, it's, it's fine, a it's a yeah. it's a modification of what we know to be quote unquote history. Yeah, yeah. But in some ways, it is a complete rewrite, and uh, I forget the term, but. When you have like a device that hasn't been developed for you know decades later that pops up in the well, they, they keep in talking the about 60s. DNA in that movie. That's yeah. called a, that's called a quilted flagellum. Um, no, I, but, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, like you know, that's a quilted flagellum. No, no. I there's think... there's devices that they have no business being in the movie, even though they right. they've quilted made them flagellum. to be like sixties <laughs> epocryphal. Thank yeah. you. Because when did we really get to understand DNA? Apocalypse isn't in that movie. Is eighties, right? And this is like the seventies, and they keep popping their lips. I mean, Watson and Crick did the the research on DNA way back in the The uh, sixties, seventies. I want to say forties and fifties. Yeah, but we really didn't. Common knowledge. We didn't become to. We didn't really have a a thorough understanding of what the double helix was until the late seventies, early eighties, and then even more so in the last two decades. Again, the difference too between the the original book and the stories too is the book is taking place in the future and the present. Whereas Squirt. the movie's taking place in the past, future and, the future and the past, yeah. So there's no. It's very interesting, and there's a big, you know, Magneto moment because there always is. And the, be, thing, yeah. the thing they make him do just feels so like unnecessary. The yeah. thing they have him do, it's sort of like like they have to have him do something. It, like yeah, and it's so like 
impractical and bizarre and like because somebody mean, just you mean said, like moving a bridge yeah somebody said exactly because somebody said it would be cool if he could do that so let's have him do that similar to the end of x3 well God, yeah x3 just, is the worst thing he just that moves ever that giant bridge because well he just somebody starts, said it'd be cool to watch that happen he just Actually, starts throwing that's in the book i haven't seen it but the worst part, part is too. when he throws cars that's when the worst part is he throws a car and then somebody sets sets it on fire it's just the stupidest yeah. thing I but hated that movie so much. This movie's a lot of fun, and, and, and yeah. I enjoyed it. And it was it was and, very enjoyable, and it's got some emotional impact to it. Yeah, and, and it's definitely more a story about the people and their struggle to find their place. And I think that's how was it Richard really, Dean Anderson in it. Richard Dean He's Anderson good. is surprisingly uh, unnoticeable. Then he plays Zorn. <laughs> Who Zorn? Yeah, that'd be awesome if he was Zorn. Would be better if he was Morph. And I hesitate to say this because I don't want to influence people's yeah. uh, view of the film, but it really did feel to me like, especially towards the end, this was Singer kind of trying to reestablish the X-Men universe that he created in the first two films. Yeah, okay. And that well, was that yeah. kind of much, kind of yeah. veered from in in the oh, no, the, the following films. It felt like he was like we made a couple mistakes. Yeah, and now we're just gonna. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like uh, Abrams with rebooting with Star, Trek. Star Trek. He was like, I'll make it a parallel universe, and then I can do whatever the hell they want, and everyone who's in the other universe can forgive anything I do because right. except now we can't. It's the real. Except now we can't because we've seen the second one and we realize <laughs> that even though it's a parallel universe, apparently it's a parallel universe devoid of original ideas and concepts. So we'll fuck you in the mouth. <laughs> ass sir and triple fuck you for letting orsi take the helm for this next one it's a sin against humanity fuck all we'll you. see what the next one is maybe. right yeah we'll see you'll yeah. see yep it's gonna be all date rape <laughs> all date rape yep. all the time it's called star trek 3 the date rape of kirk <laughs> that i actually might yep. yeah I'd, I'd pay money to see that mm-hmm. it sounds like a human story that i would say that is one no, case. Uh, why does that, my drink taste so funny? That is one case where Jim, I, I got to ask say, you a question. I had a lot of Rufinol in my <laughs> in my bag for curing people with Rufinol symptoms. That is one of the few cases I might say he had a couple. Where did it go? <laughs> Where'd my Rufinol go? It's a mystery. Damn it, story. Jim! I Bones. had Rufinol. Why my does my God, ass that's hurt get, so much? Gay is. I Rufinoled you. I let that damn green-blooded Vulcan tear into your behind. As we all know, <laughs> Quinto is Latin for homo. I, I, I love him, though. He's great. Except that that last movie was terrible. <laughs> it was yeah, terrible. Good, it was terrible. His, his con yell was the worst. But I think they're... It was pretty bad. All those good. actors are very good. I think they're very yes. good in the roles they play. They were just it's in a, a great terrible Scotty. movie. It's a great Kirk. It's a great Not Spock. Not a terrible movie. It's a good Bones. Bad, they were in a terrible Bones. Star Trek movie. That's what they were in. Hey, they were in a Star Wars movie. I don't know how to bre- I don't know how to break it to you, but not all the Star Trek movies prior to that have been gold brother. Gems. I know. <laughs> I, don't you know? I know. Fine point. But and this is and this is a possibility <laughs> that doing, we've, that has been postulated. Is a possibility that's been postulated that uh, Abrams has the reverse curse. Right. It's the odd numbers and even. So numbers. now it's the odd numbers. So in the, in the original tr- in the original six saga. The even numbers are the good films. Yeah. The odd numbers are the stinkers. Although I still kind of like the first one. No. Star Trek the motion picture. Watch it again. Well, under that. Oh, I did just recently. <laughs> I did I know, just yeah, the other night. It it's was long. It's, and it's, o- it's okay. a little slow. It's okay. It's very slow. It's not derogatory. It's slow, but it's highly cerebral. So yeah. you, it, yes. it's, it's forcing you to think. The five minute love scene of the ship is a bit much. That yeah. is porn. Ship <laughs> it's porn. Just ship porn. It's well, literally like you know, two funny, and a half minutes. The funny thing about that is that you know it's like oh we're coming back and we're gonna we're gonna make love to the ship. It was what seven years between. 
Hey, I, I get the reasoning for it. Oh, yeah. for the uh, the TV audience uh. to finally see the well, ship the, the, the on the big screen. Totally makes sense. In 1979, theater audiences didn't think that that was a very long scene because it had been almost time. 10 years yeah, since, they since, saw the thing. since they saw the Enterprise. I was, I was but nice. in subsequent video viewings, viewers go, why are they spending so much time having Kirk and Scotty fly around the Enterprise. <laughs> it, it's, that just shows, shows the disconnection between... Why is he waggling his wiener around? Well, and as we well, mentioned in the last... Can. Thing, as someone mentioned either in our podcast or some podcast I was listening to, oftentimes you'll see in a movie the most expensive shot is this long shot where you're like, why are we sitting here for 45 seconds watching a helicopter land on a roof? Because yeah. it was the most expensive shot in the movie, and we're going to make sure we put it in the goddamn movie. <laughs> well, and it was <laughs> one know? of the more elaborate sure. shots Visual for them wise, to produce yeah. because yeah. like, uh, there's a huge behind-the-scenes thing on getting that first space dock scene set up yeah. because the model was... Totally really intricate. Model. was the most intricate model they'd ever built to the Enterprise. The space dock is around it. Yeah. And then the way they filmed it, all of the light sources that you see shining on the Enterprise model were not physical light sources. Like They weren't like little mini lights shining on it. They couldn't figure out how to make, okay, this thing is supposed to be a giant lamp that shines on the hull. It was just a, a little prop. Yeah. So they had like... Dozens of little mirrors, some of them like uh, dental uh, mm -hmm. mirrors, and that they're basically taking studio lights and shining them on these mirrors and then reflecting them up into the model and off of reflective paint on the various little props yeah. in the space dock model. So that it has to re hit that, reflect off of that, and then onto the model. So it was one of the more intricate scenes of the film because it. You well, know, the they had right, no way everyone. to do that whole source Snuggle lighting up thing. nice and tight now that you've been lulled to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Get that blankie all wrapped around your neck, and we'll see you tomorrow. How big was that model? Have a great night. Have uh, a good it's sleep. It's about three, three and a half feet long. It's a big model. It's what? How big is it? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, you've been awakened by a stoner boner. Hey, I think I mentioned well, this before, but you guys know what uh, Princess Kambada is doing now? Nothing. She's dead. She's composing. Yes. Oh, oh, you're terrible. Oh. Oh, I, honestly, you know I, I, went, I, went, I went to look that up one day. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's died, why I haven't yeah, seen her in anything in a while. Died of cancer like in, what, the 90s? Yeah. Something like that? So I had a thought the other day. I know. It's hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I, I was thinking about the Millennium Falcon, and I was realizing that's one of the all-time great uh, not inanimate characters in a movie mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it like the bandit's car i would say is one of those two like the it's generally iconic, the generally but not in a movie but not that's as TV. much but, but yeah but, yeah. but uh, like when you think of star it has trek a personality it's hard not to think of the millennium falcon it wait came if you think of star trek star uh, <laughs> no when i think of star trek it's hard for me not to think of the millennium falcon in star wars <laughs> 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 all right i heard you there what? But strangely, I mean, I guess the Enterprise could fall into that category too. Well, I mean, don't you think? in the series, it did. You yeah, know, it was. It now was, there's what it was. Kirk's only true love. You there's know, been twelve Enterprises woman. now, so that's a little different. Yeah. that changes it a little bit. Uh, is it twelve? I don't know. I, I, how I well, if you go to the Inter Enterprise <laughs> Extended Universe where they go into the future and they have the Enterprise no, J. No, no, no. <laughs> Next but, generation. But, but I e. mean, like every other movie, they destroy it. No. Yeah. No. 
They yeah. destroy it twice. They destroy it like. And how many next generation okay. movies are there? Three, yeah, six. No, there's six. Four, seven official Enterprise. What model? Seven. Oh, seven official. I saw you so say seven the, official movies. There's the D. Like, how do you have an unofficial? So it gets wrecked in generations. <laughs> yes. This is why I gave you that look. Then it comes back. <laughs> why not? It gets wrecked in generations. <laughs> then it comes back. It's the E. It's the E. It's and so the E shocked, stayed around. <laughs> the E stayed around till. Well, past past uh, first contact, past, even. Oh uh, yeah. Well, Nemesis well, was the, next was the one. final film it was in, but it was being uh, rebuilt in Space Paul, Dock at the yeah. end of that. Do you that have a film. grocery list you could read? Hold on, everyone. <laughs> you, were talking, you were talking about falling asleep to the dental mirrors. I know. Talk about falling asleep. Get your blankets, everybody. Everybody snuggle cozy. up nice and cozy. <laughs> Get that Here little Afghan that your, ma- your mother made for you. So Get let's, all let's decide and just how many enterprises there are. <laughs> But let's I was trying count, to think of let's other. Count, let's count the cells. I was trying One, to think of other two, things like that in movies it. that become a character. Yeah. You know, I guess. And and how often was it intended? Like, I doubt they thought the Millennium Falcon would become like an iconic character to the movie. You know, like well, you say, Back to the Future, the the, yeah, the, the car yeah. is definitely. But I think they probably realized that DeLorean was yeah. going to be a part of that. But you know, just it was an interesting little thing that popped in my head the other day of like wonder what wonder what would be considered the ultimate movie you know inanimate inanimate thing that becomes a real character oh you know what made me think of it was uh there's a a new recording of uh john benjamin doing the voice of hal oh right from 2000 it's pretty funny Mm -hmm. and and he redoes it of course and he's like uh i'm sorry dave 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 you're not listening to me dave no i well i saw you guys reading each other i could read your lips dave (laughs) what are you thinking you know but uh, but i don't know if how would fall in that category because it's always sentient about the uh, yeah about the african queen well how about her yeah yeah possibly yeah definitely but yeah so it's it's, a maltese falcon is obviously one i would think but yeah Anyway. How often do you see the Maltese Falcon in a movie? I'm trying to think. That just shows at the very end, right? If you break open the Millennium Falcon, there's a Maltese Falcon inside of it. <laughs> That's what powers the hyperdrive. And yeah. if you break that open, it's a malted milk ball inside that. Well, malted milk under- ball of Maltese Falcon. <laughs> That's why it's Malted Maltese Falcon. <laughs> malted milk ball table. fountain. Wait, what? Wait, huh? Malted milk, milk what? mountain? You shot who and what Milk now? mountain and a fountain. <laughs> escape to milk mountain? What? Escape, <laughs> escape to Mampapoline. Trampapoline. Trampapoline, me mean. Trampapoline. Planet Arium. <laughs> you know what I'm getting out of that, Paul? Is that we need to make a malted milk ball fountain. fountain. Yeah, fountain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one, man. No, 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 Apparently it's contagious. Fact check. Mush mouth over here. Of course I guess. Mount mush mouth. Mush mouth. Where was your malted milk mouth? They just had a horrible avalanche on Mount Mush mouth. I'm wife from the malted milk balls. Here in the malted milk mouth, no one will survive. Barbara Walters is going to interview. People will be questioned by. If Ooh, you had yeah, some serious doubts about whether the team behind the new Gem and the Holograms movie were going to pull it off, no one would blame you. Uh, the lead will be played by Sharknado's Audrey Peoples. But now they've got two new women joining the ranks. Wait, Sharknado has actors? That's what I hear. <laughs> Juliette Lewis and Molly Ringwald. Uh, it's unknown who or in the possibility of the supercomputer synergy what they would play. Yeah, that's a must-miss uh, film. No, man. Juliette Lewis could be one of the misfits. She very well could. 
And yeah, Molly Ringwald could show. easily be Synergy. That that makes sense, that mm-hmm. casting. She hasn't she hasn't has she done a lot of acting? She hasn't done a lot of acting in years, right? Molly Ringwald? She did uh a, a bit lot of B movies for a while. She or does like little comedy not B, sorry. comedy stuff here and there. She like makes cameos. She was in not not another yeah. teen movie. She released an album yeah. not that long ago in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that is that uh still very much alive uh, regardless of uh news reports? Was that the title of that album? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That it's Molly Ringworld still very much alive regardless of news reports. Yeah. Yeah. Her first <laughs> single was No Goddamn It, I'm Still Fucking Alive. Uh, I think her second album was It Was John Hughes That Died, Not Me. <laughs> Um, John Hughes is dead? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Variety has reported that director Scott Derrickson is Marvel's choice to take on the Doctor Strange film that Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has, Feige has been hinting at for years now. <laughs> yeah. Did it again. I'll eh? tell you what. Just call Feige Fuge. I don't want to I don't want to see this movie. Uh-oh. Unless the marketing campaign <laughs> Is just is Torgo just reading the close up of his face, a close up of his face, looking all crazy wackadoo with his little goatee, little magic shit floating around, eye of Agamotto floating in his hand, and it says, "Oh, we can pronounce Agamotto, sure." <laughs> <laughs> well, those things you encounter often the, in your life are easier to pronounce. The phrase has to be. Get some strange. I, yeah. <laughs> you are not wrong. Or that. who doesn't love a little strange? Uh, Variety, Get some strange. Uh, Variety reported that a deal should be struck shortly, quote, and more minutes after, and just mere minutes after their report appeared, Derrickson confirmed he's on board via Twitter. Uh, Derrickson's built a reputation as a successful director and writer in the realm of horror cinema over the past few years, with films like 2005's The Exorcism of Emily Rose and 2012's Sinister, both of which generated considerable box office success with small budgets. Uh, Derrickson also has experience with bigger budget because uh, he did the 19, uh, sorry, uh, 2008 remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still, which didn't earn much in the way of critical acclaim, but did rake in nearly three times its reported $80 million budget at the box office. His next film, Deliver Us from Evil, will be released on July 2nd. Isn't yeah, that uh, remake was rather... Eh. So that remake of The Day of the Earth is still on Galactus as a cloud. They did the same thing. This is a, you've got a chance for some giant monster, and know. they made... Uh, well, they had Gort, which was the giant freaking android... That well, was actually a bunch of tiny little androids. That's the problem. Yeah. And that turned into the cloud after. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's so, the pl- yeah. Okay. Kay is either laughing his ass off or rolling his eyes at me. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was not a great film. And uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't helped much by the fact that. Uh, uh, ah, Jesus, I just lost his name. Keanu Reeves. Yes. Keanu Reeves was in it. Hmm. Well, in other Marvel directing news, the internet exploded uh, when the word broke out that Edgar <laughs> Wright had dropped out of... What? Is that the sound of the internet exploding? Yep. <laughs> I would have expected more of a shattering. start that over, I was completely... <laughs> like, I couldn't hear anything over... <laughs> You're not even the one wearing the cans on your head. I know. <laughs> Apparently, the internet is full of tapioca. <laughs> Little known fact, that's all the internet is. Just of tapioca. a kind. Of a kind. Yes. Of a sort. Of an illegal and 
<laughs> STD dredge sword? Well, <laughs> apparently the Congressional <laughs> Science Committee thinks that the internet's made out of tapioca. So that, that probably goes with uh, the... Yeah, internet explodes like a science fair volcano. <laughs> <laughs> so Edgar, what was that science fair volcano joke? It's the name of making? an album. Well, was I don't it, remember what the joke was, but I know that there's a that's made album called it, Science for oh, Volcano. See, now I'm doing too many podcasts. I'm getting confused. <laughs> it was on this podcast. It was Science on this for, podcast. For, yeah. Was this the podcast where I made the joke about President Barack Obama doing a Science Fair Volcano? <laughs> I don't think no, so. Maybe, no, I believe that was a different yeah. podcast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen here man. is I'm going to pour some vinegar down inside of this model volcano. Wait, inside of it. Are we getting your sloppy seconds? <laughs> <laughs> From another podcast? <laughs> Inside of it, some baking soda. What's going to happen is a chemical reaction. And what we've also added is red food coloring. Give it, you know, sort of that look. Magma. Well, lava. Magma first, then lava. It Magma doesn't matter underground. how good it's going to be. We still know it's sloppy seconds where <laughs> yeah. it's going to stare at you. We're, we're, I care where it's going. We're like it. I know where to find it first. <laughs> We're like his podcast mistress. <laughs> no, we're his podcast wife. Podcast yeah. wife. For the oh, hotter and he's new stepping out on us. Okay, younger podcast. It's true. It's true. She's a lot skinnier. We're, we're, a, lot, we're, we're a little and, long in the tooth. And now. of course, that's bullshit. I'm, I'm the adopted <laughs> teen. I wasn't even here for the beginning of this shit. I'm the adopted teen, and I'm still rolling my eyes at you. Right. <laughs> Welcome to my American beauty phase. <laughs> So Edgar Wright dropped out of Marvel's Ant-Man following the better part of a decade of development. Right, oh, now, I was we so get, upset by this. We didn't get a final word on this. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we probably won't for another 10 years. The folks at Latino Review, who get a weird amount of scoops, uh, claim to know... Why, the, why is it a weird? Just because they're Latino? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, that's exactly it. No, Dude, of course not. It's just that they the get pulse. a weird amount of scoops. Kind of well, it's because it's because they're know friends why? with Eric Estrada. Because nobody stops talking. <laughs> no, here's why. Nobody stops talking in a boardroom when the cleaning la- lady walks oh, in. Boy. Oh, boy. Wow. So she's just getting wow. all the scoops. <laughs> I was going to at least go catering wow. staff. But okay. All right, Luddite. I'm going to officially say it. You're going to go catering staff. (laughs) You have been hanging out around Paul way too long. Slow down. Okay, the truth is the truth. (laughs) You you picked that one right out of Mattingly's brain there. See? No. I'm going to just stay here in a clean during a meeting. Don't mind me. I'm just cleaning. Just cleaning for a meeting. No. And no. I'm going to clean. And you got a script page? No, I'm going to. Wow. I use a photocopier now. Okay. What's funny is he thought it was a horrible joke, and yet he decided to (laughs) go with it. (laughs) It's a good joke. It's a good joke. He's just mad you beat him to the punch. (laughs) Well, I took the high road. I took the high road. Since when? I just did. I I, I went Eric Estrada with it. He was was a surprise. You you did it because he thought you were better than that. He knew he was a weasel. All I'm saying is that that's why Torgo thinks it's surprising. <laughs> the folks at Latino Review claim to know the finer points behind wait, 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 this. Wait, 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 the folks. By folks, you mean yes. the cleaning crew. <laughs> Jesus. Would you prefer Amigos? The Amigos. At <laughs> Los Amigos at Latino Review. 
Uh, Read the rest of the it caballeros of <laughs> three caballeros. And it allegedly revolved around a massive rewrite that Marvel <laughs> that Marvel pushed forward that made too many changes to Wright's vision for the project. There you go. You know what I'm going to bet? I'm going to bet it got real dark because he's an abusive asshole. Ant Man. Yes. Ant-Man. Okay. If you mean you mean you thinking Edgar Wright wanted to be oh, dark, gotcha. or you think sure, Marvel yeah, wanted yeah. to be dark? No, I think I think Edgar Wright. Okay, to be I could dark. totally see. I could. Yeah. You know what? Marvel's I'm, like, uh, we can't have a drunk wife beating hero. We just can't do it. Especially if the movie's called Ant-Man. Right. Well, well, here's what uh, they had to say about it. Considering the fact that the script has been sitting around since around the same time that the first Iron Man came out, uh, tweaks would probably be required to fit it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Uh, but apparently Marvel was making wholesale changes to the story Wright wanted to tell. Here's the choice excerpt, quote, About three months ago, Marvel had notes. That meant that the notes were about the core morality of the piece. There it is. Yep, Must include franchise characters, etc. These notes came from the big four at Marvel. Uh, Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright did two drafts to try and answer the notes without compromising their vision. Uh, six weeks ago, Marvel took the script off them and gave the writing assignment to very low-credit writers. One of the writers were from Marvel's in-house writing team. Edgar stayed cool, agreed to stay on the project, and read the draft. The script came in this week and was completely undone. Poorer, homogenized, and not Edgar's vision. Uh Edgar met with Marvel on Friday to formally exit, and the announcement went out directly after. Edgar and Joe were upset by the sudden, out-of-nowhere lack of faith in them as filmmakers. Fige had always battled for them, but this felt like it came from the higher-ups. Unquote from Latino Review. No, that makes sense. Joe whom? Uh, Joe Mama. <laughs> oh! Boom! <laughs> Joe Cornish. Yeah! <laughs> solid double up the middle. Solid, man. It's solid. Hey, it's a base hit though. It's a base hit. Oh, fuck that. That was great. That was great. Joe Mama. <laughs> I couldn't let the ball sit there any longer. No. No, that was a T-ball hit, absolutely. Great. You are so enamored by I that. I love it. Dude, a good mama joke. What is weird is that's a place where he normally would see it coming. <laughs> I was earnestly trying to figure out who this show was. Now you know I how thought, we all feel. I thought for a moment this was Joe Quesada. No, Joe Cornish. It's Joe Cornish. Yeah. It's, it's the writing partner for... Uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. No, I mean the closest <laughs> thing they've gotten to like a dark hero is is Iron Man, the, and that's yeah. their version of a dark hero, and that's just a well. I mean, they danced around the demon in a bottle storyline very so silly, very around. quickly. And I mean, and yeah. and, and two having that storyline in it is the worst, the weakest. I haven't seen Thor: The Dark World yet, hmm. but. Iron Man Two is to my mind the weakest of the Marvel films up until since Dark the World. I would agree with so far, yeah. I did not like Iron Man 2. Even though it had my future husband in it, did not like it. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. Uh, Bradley Cooper. You know the Don Cheadle no, no. story? You don't know about the Don Cheadle well, story? My wife still, the my wife the still refers story. to Don Cheadle as my future husband. Awesome. I woke up one, Much one to Rick day. Sugan. I woke up one day having, having a very lucid dream about Don Cheadle consoling and comforting me and telling me baby baby it's all gonna be okay and i'd never felt more at peace in my life so every time i see him on the screen i'm just like he's got something going on I feel, he's I, got it figured out that i don feel good for you and i feel a little bad for don <laughs> i think i think he knows somewhere in his heart 
that we're supposed to be together. I feel a lot he hasn't bad found for Zombie He just Ford. hasn't found me yet. Yeah. yeah. So also, in America, somebody mentioned the, the big four at Marvel, and it's not Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Who is it? No, the big four, like, above. <laughs> like the, uh, the execs. They don't own that shit anyway, filmically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Marvel does. No. Marvel don't own that shit. Mm-mm. Oh, they sold right, off baby. the Fox, they dude. Off, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. The film rights, yep. That's Dumbies. what we're talking about here. See, That's why Jessica Alba is, is Invisible Woman. When I say Marvel, I'm, you I'm, say, always, oh, I'm always thinking Marvel. of the comics. Oh, I forgot Marvel. that there's oh, a oh, whole entertainment conglomerate now. Ant-Man is under the Fox umbrella? No. Joe no. Boob? Okay. <laughs> Joe, like, yeah, the Ant-Man is the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic <laughs> Disney. Okay. <laughs> Joe Whom. Whom. <laughs> <laughs> Did you finally start listening to Throwing Adventure Thank Hour? You. That's my favorite. That's Thank my, you for correcting that's yourself. Favorite, uh, that's my favorite knock-knock. <laughs> Your favorite what? No, it wasn't, it's not a knock-knock joke. It's, it's, it's Are you screwing up the punchline to a shaggy dog story again? <laughs> I hope not, because I don't think we have time. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need another 20-minute shaggy dog we'll story. We pulled the, the news, punchline. Much less that story. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Go on, he'll 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 think of it. Yeah, go, on. Yeah, go beyond that, be. man. He's he's he's, he's, he's in prior. He's massaging his tumor to the release <laughs> of AKA Go- my brain. <laughs> <laughs> prior to the release of Godzilla, uh, Gareth Edwards was best known for his 2010 film Monsters. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Great, I got it. <laughs> you almost Listen, got through. A are sentence. you re- are you are you ready, Andy? All right, I'm braced. All right, knock knock. Who's there? Two. To who? No, no, no. To whom? <laughs> you know, it's actually pretty good. I'll give you that. I gotta give you that one. Yeah. Uh, you gotta give me that, that one. one. That's a pretty good knock-knock That's joke. That's my buddy uh, Nug. He told me I love that fucking knock-knock joke. That's a pretty good one. To whom? Oh, no, no, no. To whom? To whom? <laughs> yeah, you gotta do it with a little asshole in your voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So good. That's a good joke. <laughs> Remind me, I've got a similar one. I'll tell you after the cast. It's clean, but I don't want to slow it down with the podcast. Joe whom? Joe. Joe whom? Joe mama. Batting at first. Joe mama. All right, let's throw some heat here. Come on, we got to strike out Joe Mama. What do you say? No, it's the guy's name. That's my mom you're talking about. <laughs> no. No, how many times? She fucking died, man. How many times do we Damn it, Steve. This? I'm talking about the batter. I'm sick of you talking about my dead mother. His name's Wait, Joe what's Mama. The name of the guy first? What? What's the name of the guy on first? <laughs> the guy on first is, is your, your stinky Steve, old granny. The guy on first is your stinky old granny. What's <laughs> you think your granny's gonna steal second if we don't strike out your mama? Third you base, carry God on. Damn it. <laughs> That's my mom you're talking about. I'm not talking about your mama, and I'm not talking about your stinky ass granny. Your stinky ass granny's on first, and your mama's about to hit the ball. Wait, who's on second? <laughs> on second base. You keep your balls away from my mother. Your dirty, dirty aunt Sally. Wait, when did you get to second base with the mom? I didn't get to second base yet. Your mama's going to get to second That's base. That's it. I'm going to kick your ass. That's it. The glove is coming off. Fuck it. You know what? Just just, just pitch it low and inside. <laughs> to my oh, mother? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's where your mama will like it. What? Oh, great. <laughs> 
Your mama swings at anything. Oh, man, it's crossing a line. I, I hope you it does. The Throw the fucking line. ball across the line. God damn it. Throw the ball. For fuck's sake. Folks at home are watching crossed out as <laughs> Paul goes off into a crazy rant. Oh, listen. You, my, you are no longer... Allowed to be anywhere near my mother. Only a hard knuckler is going to trick your mama. Oh, oh, you son of a bitch. Put a little spit on it. Listen to Papa. God damn it, your mama's going to run this place. Watch me well, putting that pine tar. I wouldn't mind if she were in charge. The place isn't run very oh, well. Oh, great. Your mama just got a foul. Your mama's foul. <laughs> First of all, I'm the only one who could call her mama. All right, God it's mother it. to you. It's not it's your mother. mother to you. This guy's name is Joe Mama. How many times do I have to fucking? He's tell Brazilian. <laughs> I don't know what she does with her down there. That's not my with her down there. You know what? Why don't you just hit your mama so he can walk? What? Oh, listen, that just, is just bean your mama with the God ball. Damn you, you son of a bitch! Just do it. Just do it. Come on, I'm tired of I'm tired of waiting. Uh, I've given you plenty of fucking finger singles. <laughs> finger singles? I'd appreciate it if you number one, if you didn't talk about your fingers. If you didn't talk about your fingers and my mama in the same sentence. I've been showing you the fingers you should use for your mama all what? night. No, that is not at all accurate. Just throw the fucking ball at your mama. <laughs> I do not appreciate uh, you. Your mama is right over the dish. That, Toss the fucking uh, ball. Uh, just so that's what it meant by a split finger fastball. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, singing the national anthem, Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> singing. He's just singing. Just singing. He, leaves his, he leaves his cello. Oh, oh, he could have gotten a plane. Oh, say can, can you see? dirty that's not what he sounds like. That's not at oh, all. I don't think that's Yo-Yo Ma. I think that guy's pretending to be Yo-Yo Ma. Of course, I'm actually his mama. No, I'm you're not. I'm his mama. What? No, you're not. Yeah, I'm your mama of the announcer. It's that guy from, it's that guy from American Idol or whatever. Yeah, the, Yo-Yo Ma is Morgana the Williams, William Hung, William William Hung, William Hung, pretending, Hung. To, <laughs> pretending to be William Yo-Yo Ma. William Hung sneaks in as Yo-Yo Ma. He, he fucking that's carrigan Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo Ma in sure the, back of the, the back of the fucking stadium. That can't be Yo-Yo Ma. I just found Yo-Yo Ma duct taped to a radiator in the back room. Oh, no. (laughs) William Hung better run. William Hung is out of here. Peace. (laughs) I'm still holding the microphone when I run. Does does Hung like Joe Mama? (laughs) No no one's hung like Joe Mama. Hey, 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 hey. my mother you're talking about she does not have a penis I do not appreciate those kind of indications about my mother oh man oh great now stinky old grandmother just stole second base Should we try to restart the engines here? Uh, let's try to restart the podcast. Oh to flame out. I don't know. That's a pretty solid podcast. That's right pretty there. amazing. That's, that might be my favorite segment of all time. 
I do love good wordplay. Get working in the animation. Come on. Uh, <laughs> we, should, we should take two weeks off more year. often. That would take a fucking year. It <laughs> would <laughs> be great, though. It would be a good segment. Oh, oh my God. This. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> Joe whom? <laughs> Joe, Joe Mama. <laughs> okay. Where are those rails? Okay. <laughs> Prior to the release of Godzilla. Oh, yeah, that thing. That thing. Gar- Gareth Edwards was uh, best known for his 2010 film Monsters, uh, but Legendary Pictures gave him the boost when they hired him to take over the Godzilla franchise. The film thus far earned over $216 million worldwide. The Hollywood Reporter confirmed that he would direct one of the upcoming Star Wars spinoffs. They haven't uh, revealed which film he will entail, but the script is being written by Gary Whitta, who wrote Book of Eli, for what it's worth. So So you're saying there's actually going to be scripts for the Star Wars movies? That's uh, Well, the spinoffs. I don't think I saw Monsters. Is anybody... I did. It was I remember it got really good buzz, and I never did get around to uh, seeing yeah, it. I watched I, it. I really enjoyed I'm it. I'm kind yeah. of picturing like a the guy synopsis. with a lot of makeup on as a poster or something like that. Something. It's basically a monster movie where you really don't see the monsters. It's, uh, okay. it's oh. a, a, I believe, a reporter and her guide trying to get across this no-man's zone that is where the monsters are. You see yeah. some of it. You see some of the destruction. Um, enough of it to make it really interesting, oh, but a nice realistic take on like a, a monster movie. A better executed Cloverfield. Uh, but much more minimalist with yeah. a lot less budget. Yeah. 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 And so better executed. And did yeah. anybody... <laughs> Giant monsters, monsters. Did anybody besides me see Godzilla yet? Yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was all right. It was fun. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed I, it. But I, <laughs> one of the complaints I saw on a reviews is like, okay, here's this Japanese story. We need all the Americans to come and save the day. Yeah. And I was sort of like, yeah, you know what? That's a really good fucking point. There's no reason why that couldn't have all just happened in Tokyo. Well, yeah. And, and also, <laughs> it seems like the whole human aspect of the story yeah. is completely irrelevant to the film. It is. It, I mean, literally, there's no reason for it to be there nope. other than... To try to get know, us to care about yeah, those people. exactly. Try to get us to care about, care about some cares. <laughs> care about, care about some characters. Care about the care bears. That we know little to nothing about throughout the entire film. We would care about him more if he were a better actor. Well, yeah, you're probably right. Because I cared about Brian Cranston because he's good. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the other guy was just dry. Yeah. Real dry. And I wanted more Ken Watanabe because he's good. Yeah. Ken and they kind of made him like a bad guy, but not, but sort of, but uh, not. Yeah. Well, he was, he very. He just kept like, oh, I'm not going to tell him important information yeah. until it's too late that yeah. I already knew. <laughs> it was one of those characters. Like they'd be in the middle of something and he'd just walk away and be like, talk to his little assistant. <laughs> it's like, like, the it's the like. <laughs> I don't You're want to spoil it. I don't want to. You're not helping, it. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would I mean, I watching the movie I was I thought it was weird that we had to be going to California. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then that one I saw one reviewer who just went off on that and was like, "Why do the Americans have to save the day for the Japanese?" And I'm so like, you, "You know what? That's a very good point." So was it mm-hmm. a cast of Raymond Burrs? Yeah, it was nothing but Raymond Burrs. Yeah. Um in fact, the Godzilla is actually made up of like eight hundred thousand tiny Raymond Burrs. Nano Burrs. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Oh, so like burrs. the day of the Earth stood still. Yeah, yes, very much. Exactly. Yeah. They went a whole different route. 
very different. But it's entertaining. It's a it's it's a Godzilla movie. It's a I mean, Godzilla you, yeah. movie to a certain extent. It's it's pretty mindless, just silly, stupid entertainment. Yeah, it's it's monster <clears throat> smash, monster fight, which is unfortunate because when you look at the original Godzilla, the fifty four black and white, that is like a moralistic story about what do we do with this new power that we have. And that, you know, he has the means to kill the beast, but in order to kill the beast, that means he has to use this horrible weapon that he's afraid to let the world use. I and just found a good joke on So Facebook. it's interesting. Oh, okay. shit. So the original Godzilla... <laughs> somebody else's. Resist. It quickly yeah. diverted huh? from yeah, that. Somebody else's joke. Well, joke. it was, yeah. it was, it was a, a basically a... And morality play about nuclear weapons, yes. the, the original well, ones. But right now it's like, Fukushima, you know. yeah. Well, I, again, I don't want to give big away monster so cool. Yeah, we big monster cool. Yeah, big monster cool. Big monster nuclear weapon. The new X Men movie, uh, like an hour ago. Right. But yeah. So hot on the heels of that. <laughs> <laughs> Always why, staying up with uh, what's going on. <laughs> why did Magneto stop wearing his purple costume? I don't know why I didn't make your stuff. Because the days of fuchsia passed. <laughs> Entertainment <laughs> Weekly reports. Joe whom? <laughs> Joe, Joe Mama. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly reported that Academy Award winner Lupita Nyong'o from 12 Years a Slave yeah, yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. and Game of Thrones star Gwendolyn Christie, who plays Brienne of Tarth, are set to join the cast of J.J. Abrams' Star Wars Episode 7. I heard that. hasn't been revealed what either uh, the roles will be but or how prominent the characters will be in the film. But the important thing is we're letting girls in the treehouse finally. Well, the rumor is that... Uh, what's, her, what's the first lady's name again? Uh, Lupita. The rumor is that Lupita might actually be playing Asajj Ventress. That's I don't know who that is. Yeah, uh, it means nothing to us. That extended universe. Not exactly. It's Clone Wars stuff, okay. which I which I think is still yeah that is canon on the play field, right? <clears throat> yeah. So Clone it's Clone Wars, Wars stuff. So she's Dooku's assistant. Oh, okay. You never seen Asajj? Mm-mm. She's the, I've never seen Clone she's Wars. She's the Jedi. Or, I'm sorry, the Sith. Uh, apprentice with the skirt and she's got the dual uh, Dooku sabers. Okay. But I, I really bald head. Yeah. Is she, a, is she an alien of some sort? Uh, she's a, she's a mall. She's Darth Maul race, but she doesn't have uh, horns, but she's kind of, I think she's that same race as Darth Maul, whatever he is. Okay. And we don't know how well, how the, how, how they age. So absolutely conjecture. Yeah. Right. I, I, not even, not even nothing. Because, because I'd close. She just, she just, place. she just looking at her. She would fit Asajj Ventress very well. Okay. Cause Clone Wars takes place 50 years before this movie. Right. Uh, yeah. So it seems unlikely. That's her. Not well, necessarily. No. But be old. like he said, Mall this race. race yeah, yeah. You don't know how they how age. They, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then what's her name? Who knows who should be? Who yeah. should yeah. be badass. And Jedi's and Sith seem Did to you guys see those slower. pictures from the set? It'll last longer. No, oh, that, I, I the did. one video with the creature that, yeah, that was. I'm there's not a, looking. Yeah, well, there's a, just I won't spoil anything, the but there's Muppet? just a ton of practical effects <laughs> that I heard, yeah. and I was just really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. There was a little thing where Abrams is having a, a competition, and he was announcing it. You could walk on in the movie, right. like a roll, and a little alien, like physical animatronic alien, and walked really by him, good and, looking one, and too. like went and walked off, and now everybody was like. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, it looked it looked good. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. 
Uh, Latino Review strikes again. According to their sources, Marvel has tapped Oscar-nominated actor Josh Brolin. Joe whom? To voice Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy. Joe Mama. Josh Mama. <laughs> That's interesting. <clears throat> Who voiced him in the... Um... Nobody. He just looked at the camera and smiled. Oh, he doesn't say anything, does mm-hmm. he? Is he's going to just sorry, voice, or are they going to do mocap with him and everything? Uh, that just says voice. Uh, yeah. So I, that's a good call. Gardens of the Galaxy. That's co- Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Gardens coming. Of the, Gard- Galaxy. <laughs> the movie that's coming out in like a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're adding his voice in at the last oh, minute. Then that's the, no, that's just a last minute garden. reveal. <laughs> Gardens of the Galaxy. Or is this a future movie? Here well, are my gar- space Guardians artichokes. A long so time ago, for sure. Who knows? In a greenhouse oh, okay. far, far away. You know when Beep! you're. When your uncle from the galaxy visits, take him to Gardens of the Galaxy. He'll get a meal that'll make him feel like he's right at home. <laughs> it's a, well, we got two. We got two or three choices now. We can go over to Outback if you want. We can go to Golden Corral, or we can go to Gardens of the Galaxy. Wait, endless breadsticks, endless breadsticks, and space fruit. Let's go to Gardens of the Galaxy, y'all. Welcome to Gardens of the Galaxy, <laughs> where we have all the delicious salads from got, all got, of space. I got six of us. You got room for six of us? Of course. <laughs> space is infinite. I don't know what that means. What do you mean by infinite? What is that? Infinite. You have a table. We can oh, sit at. a buffet. Let me tell you about it. Is that Look a table? Here. <laughs> Look at this plate of cottage cheese. I don't want to. Keep looking. <laughs> It goes on forever. <laughs> That's a lot of cottage cheese. Yes. Really long buffet. So the table, one buffet table is so long they have to have honey pots along. How the long way. is it? <laughs> honey pots. How long is it? <laughs> honey pots. <laughs> Marvel Studios and Netflix. Oh bother! This is the most disgusting honey I've ever eaten. <laughs> I thought this buffet was highly rated, Piggy. What happened? <laughs> oh, oh, poo! You shouldn't eat that poo. Jimmy, Jimmy, get out of that honey pot! Jimmy, get out of that goddamn honey pot! Well, it's too late, Christopher Robin. I'm full of shit. I've devoured twelve pounds of shit, thinking it was honey. We are never coming to the Gardens of the Galaxy again. You'll never leave. It's infinite. <laughs> the walk to the exit is forever. Fucking door to this place. Exactly, fucktard. <laughs> Have a nice forever. I want my credit card back. Too late. I already charged some porn on it. An infinite amount of infinite porn. Infinite porn. This is bullshit. Get out of that goddamn honeypot. This is bullshit. <laughs> Your children will be coated in forever feces. <laughs> Is that what's in those goddamn pots? Forever feces. The nomenclature for old time refusal pots was stupid. Honey pot, my asshole. Actually, they should have just called it my asshole. Forever. Infinite shit piles. Come on, your mama. Let's get out of here. Whom? <laughs> I swear. The uh, the casino on the way up to Mesquite, up at uh, by the, on the way to the Valley of Fire, the the, the little Indian, the, the little uh, Moapa tribal enterprises there. Uh-huh. Before they built it up, it was there were no restrooms. All the restrooms were porta potties outside. Yeah, swear to God, they said PPTP on them. Nice. PPTP. <laughs> yeah. I've seen those before. They do say TPPP. Ah, uh, we are all out of TP. What what happened to them? No TP. Yes, but what? 
He TP for my bunghole. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> totally. Are you threatening me? You know, for the PP. Ah, the TP for, for the PP. So sorry. The PP. I will get some right now. My people, they need TP. The PP TP. No, I need a. No, I meant I need a TP to PP. Excuse me, Chief. Excuse me. Do you know the difference? Do you know the difference between toilet paper, running horse, and a shower curtain? Running horse. Yes. Running horse. Yes. You don't have to talk like that anymore. It's an important question. It's 2014. I know. I care not. We all. Do you know the difference between toilet paper and a shower curtain, Chief? Of course I do. Why wouldn't I know the difference? How about you, young bear? What's the difference? Gosh, I do not know the difference between a shower curtain and a shower paper. Why do you? Why do you? So you are the one. Why do you encourage him? Why do you do this? <laughs> Joe whom? <laughs> he doesn't. I just wanted to lie Obama. back and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Story that. of Andy's love life. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Uh, I'll just take it as it comes. Uh, good for Whatever, you. sir. Okay. At least he's got Fine. one. Fine. Right. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, my brain just went to horrible dark places. <laughs> when you thought about it, now we're life. there. Now <laughs> there. Where's it been before this? Uh, thinking about Andy's love life will take you to horrible yeah, dark places. It, it went really fast. <laughs> Lightning speed. Ludicrous speed. It's the opposite of infinite. <laughs> infinite. Infinite. Infinite chocolate fountain full of bacteria. And melted milk balls. Oh, gross. <laughs> In an unsurprising stroke of genius, Neil Patrick Harris is releasing an autobiography, and it's a choose-your-own-adventure book. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Here brilliant. Is, here's the official description, quote, in this revolutionary Joycean experiment in light celebrity narrative, actor personality carbon-based life form Neil Patrick Harris lets you, the reader, live his life. You will be born in New Mexico. You will get your big break at an acting camp. You will get into a bizarre confrontation outside a nightclub with actor Scott Kahn. Even better, at each critical juncture of your life, you will choose how to proceed. You will decide whether to try out for Doogie Howser, M.D. You will decide whether to spend years struggling with your sexuality. You will decide what kind of caviar you want to eat on board Elton John's yacht. Choose correctly, and you'll find fame, fortune, and true love. Choose incorrectly, and you'll find misery, heartbreak, and a guest stint on Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. All this, plus magic tricks, cocktail recipes, embarrassing pictures from your time as a child actor, and even a closing song. Yes, if you buy one book this year, congratulations on being above the American average. (laughs) But make that book, Neil Patrick Harris, choose your own autobiography on sale October 14th. 2014. He's well, a pretty clever guy. Well, those Barnes and Noble cards might go somewhere else. I'll say. <laughs> He's a smart fella. Uh, Marvel Studios. You're a fart Meg. <laughs> 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 you're a fart <fart-smiller. laughs> I just I want to put on the record. That's what the show's <laughs> become tonight. That's fucking awesome. This corny jokes. I love it. This may be my favorite episode. I'd, I'd have to listen to it later to be sure, but you'll be editing it down later on. You'll be like, "Wow, you're a fart smeller." This is just gonna blank this out, cut this out, shorten this up. Tell the joke. It's a funny joke. 
After digging up over a thousand copies of E.T. from a landfill in Alamogordo, Mexico, the Alamogordo City Commission has decided the games can be sold. 700 games well, will... thanks, Joe Government. <laughs> 700... Joe who? Joe Mama! <laughs> <laughs> Joe who? Yeah, it's, it's who. It's who, I'm sorry. <laughs> Seven, who was I thinking? <laughs> 700 games will be appraised and certified at the New Mexico Museum of Space History and then prepared for sale. Another 100, 100 games went to Lightbox and Fuel Entertainment for their documentary while the rest of the games will end up at local museums. The museum has to appraise each game to determine its value, at which point they'll be registered and sold with a certificate of authenticity, although there's no word yet on exactly how the games are going to be sold. I mean, I know what sold. you're saying about the government, but technically the city owns those because yeah, the city owns that landfill. Yeah, that once landfill. it's put in there, they do own it. Yeah. And uh, another one of the articles I read that, that says essentially the same as this also added that there's more games down there. Oh, yeah. But after they did the initial dig, they covered it back up. And so the thought is, well, hey, every if the five city, years, we can yeah, make a little more money for the city. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> they said, well, this, if the city wants to kind of keep this going and, yeah. and keep it, you know, Hilarious. valuable by, you know, limited numbers, they can go back every couple of years. Like Disney does. Since they videos. know exactly <laughs> where it is. <laughs> They, it's going back in the vault, a.k.a. the <laughs> diaper <laughs> shit mound. <laughs> but yeah, since they know exactly the where the games and the hardware will be are. retired to a pile of garbage. It's like the LaBranch Harpets kept in a perpetual state of, of uh, excavation. <laughs> but yeah, they, you know, they could every couple of years go out, dig Hilarious. up a few hundred more copies of That's whatever, else, yeah. and then... You Dig know, dug. cover it back up again. Well, so but the question is, how much do you think <laughs> they will sell for? Well, that's what you have to you get your What did you find down there, Dig Dug? Dig I dug. know what you're doing. What would you find, no, we found Dig, Dig, Dig Dug? I Dig Dug. I know you did. What was down there, no, we Dig found Dug? Dig Dug. What was the game called, it's Dig Dug? Dug? For fuck's sake, I know what you're doing. What game was it there, Dig Dug? I get it. I get it. Shovel Dig in hand. Dug. I see I what you're doing. What? The goddamn game name, Dick Dug. What the fuck was the game called? Asshat, uh, Dig Dug. Paul, fuck you. You need somebody to answer you instead of this game. <laughs> no, no, no. It's two guys that sound alike. That's what that was. It's two Adam Sandlers it's arguing. It's two Adam Sandlers arguing <laughs> over who gets to, to keep the ETs. I don't movie. want you ET. <laughs> By the way, Ooh. that. That would be enough for Adam Sandler to make a movie. Yeah. <laughs> just he's that making a movie. He he's making did. that movie. He's making Pixels. <clears throat> What's Pixels? Exactly. <laughs> I want to go back to the. He did the one where he plays himself and his twin sister. So why not? Do you recall? <sighs> do you recall that uh, briefly uh, popular internet thing where giant? Uh, Tetris blocks were falling down into a cityscape, and Donkey Kong was up on a building, and a bunch of other. It was a bunch of other no pixel art. None of us remember this. Well, it was a bunch of pixel art placed into a real world location, and Pixels is going to be a movie. A movie about pixels coming to life, and it like so like Space Invader type style ships coming to attack and shit. Oh, and he's oh you know what? I think I saw a, a, a preview for that. Right, so like a year ago. Probably, okay. but that's like still it. better than the two the two Adam Sandler version of uh, Waiting for Godot. I thought you were going for. <laughs> that's Adam that's Sandler a frightening in thought. Waiting for Godot. Adam Sandler and Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler in Waiting for Godot. I don't like that play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what well, don't you like? Write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com. <laughs> 
because we need to tell people on the internet <laughs> to complain about something. Because yeah. they usually keep that to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so back to your uh, how much of the, 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 the tape's worth. That's where your professional trash appraiser comes in. Who you implied exists in that story. That's true. You, Someone's got it. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. Joe whom? Joe Mama. 80s Jeff. <laughs> Captain Luddite. And, you know, back down to earth. Fact-checked Andy. Yeah, let's talk to you next week in Geek. And don't yeah. forget, next week, E3, if you want to catch coverage this year, there's only one real good place to catch it. Twitch. There you go. So see what's happening on Twitch. There you go. Twitch. Yeah, notice how the Hollywood moniker really didn't change how we treat you. No, yeah, no, I know. We're not, we're not well, starstruck. This episode will bring you back down. To <laughs> yeah, we're not yeah. starstruck. We, this we show. Know what Twitch is where you're so hosting. I want to go to the Gardens of the Galaxy, and I'm back down to Earth. <laughs> you're, 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 you're putting up videos of your thing. No, no. Twitch and is covering E3 this year. Oh, I thought. I thought you were talking if you weren't playing with your stupid little toy box, yeah, there, well, you know, you know I got, I got yeah. other things to think yeah. about. You know what? Who cares? Joe, whom? Joe, mama. Yeah. This, this is where you tell that we're really his podcast wife because he's yeah. already thinking about the other well, podcast. He's texting the other right podcast. <laughs> he has been all night. He's, he's not. Well, you know he's what? Like, the he's other here podcast, with us, but you're thinking about you know her, what? aren't you? The aren't other you? podcast sucks my dick, okay? <laughs> you don't suck my dick anymore, podcast. Well, if you'd clean that thing every now and then. <laughs> it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. The, we have seen where that dick has been. We're not putting it in our mouths. <laughs> We've known you long enough to not touch that thing. Joe who? <laughs> Joe, Joe Dick. Oh, uh, boo. Arms. Joe Dick, that was the original name of Joe Dirt, and then they went with Joe Dick. No. <laughs> the original name was a shine, but then it went to Joe Oh, Dirt. zing. <laughs> then it became Joe Dirt. <laughs> you can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd.